a most irretrievable scurvy retard. Also known as Arkin, demon of the underground, dates back to around 900 AD, where pagans would summon him to punish those who had broken the laws of the pagan religion. In the late 1800s, he was exorcised by a group of Catholic priests, though in 1966 it is believed that he was brought back into our world by a group of cult leaders. The body of an 18-year-old boy was discovered inside Inner Space Cavern, where he was believed to have been sacrificed by the cult leaders. Apparently after the 21st day from his summoning, he will sleep for the next 10 Halloweens. Grab a group of friends on Halloween night and locate a local cave. Once there, you must light a candle for each individual who is participating in the game. Using the candles, make a circle on the cave floor. Each person must drip their blood into the circle one by one, followed by reciting, I summon Arkin from his slumber. Then blow out your candle. If done correctly, you have now summoned Arkin, and you must try to stay alive and avoid him at all costs. We woke the bitch up, and now he's pissed. Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Hertog. And Little Groom. We are at the Fantastic Horror Film Festival. It's Saturday. Our special guest is J.J. Perez. He's the filmmaker of the film Beneath. It is his first film. J.J., how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Great. It's nice meeting you here. Like I said, this is your first trip to the horror festival here in San Diego? Yes, my first trip to San Diego. So what do you think so far? Well, the, the festival is awesome. Uh, I've enjoyed some, some of the films I've seen. The city's beautiful. Flying in here was amazing. Yeah. The scenery's great. Yeah, as you know, I don't even know this, but this is my third trip here in San Diego for the festival, and it's Little Gru's first time here. But it seems like uh, this town of San Diego alone, I'm from the East Coast in Lancaster County, so it's quite different. You know, yes. we're in the West Coast, and you had to adjust to the time difference and stuff, but... I love the palm trees here. I love the atmosphere. And there's some crazy drivers here, but that's everywhere. But coming to this festival my first time and second time and now this third time is there's a lot of filmmakers that return every year. If, if they ain't got a film, they'll come in and just come in to visit. And I made a lot of friends here, you know, new ones. And also, have, I, it's kind of cool, though, since I've been reviewing films for 10 years, I would talk to people on the, on the uh -huh. you know, doing their movies for them. And actually meeting them, it's like it's a full circle. You, young man, I happened to, you came in here this morning, or was it this morning or was it yesterday? I cannot remember. This morning. This morning. Yeah. And uh, you had this card beneath, and I've seen it's going to be playing tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I'll definitely be sitting down with you, and we're going to check it out and watch it with you. What was your intentions when you tried to make this film? My intentions? Um, I just, I just wanted to, I wanted to get out and make a film because I've always had this passion to be a filmmaker ever since I was like maybe five years old or something like that. I've always loved horror films and I always wanted to make them. 
And I recently had a kind of a push to actually make make something uh, when I met my favorite director. His name's Adam Green. Oh, you met him? Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Um, I, w- I went to uh, one of his tour stops and saw his new movie, Victor Crowley, and just seeing that movie and then... We saw that. Hearing, hearing the story of how it was all made and how it was the lowest budget that he's ever had, yet it looked like it was his biggest. And, and I just love the story behind it. And, you know, he gave me advice, you know, uh, I had kind of lost the passion a little bit and he, you know, told me to just to keep going. And, um, you know, your, your family and friends can, can tell you over and over again to just, just do it, just do it, just go, just, just go make the thing. But whenever your hero tells you to do it, that's whenever you kind of like, all right, I have to do this. So, um, that's, that's kind of where it got started. And then, um... The following week, I started to write, and I was like, "Okay, so, what, where, where can I make a movie? What, what's what's an easy location to do?" And I work at a cavern uh, outside Austin, Texas. Oh, nice! And uh, I was like, "Well, wouldn't it be awesome to have a horror film in in our in our cavern?" I mean, I have the location, and they'll probably give it to me for cheap, if not free, which they did give it to me for free. Nice, um, which was amazing. Uh, the only thing is, uh, they don't really allow film productions in that cavern. Uh, Big-time directors, one was Robert Rodriguez. He tried to make a movie there, and they told him no, because uh, they want to protect the cave. Right. Um, so the only re- the only way they, they let us is because every single cast member, every single crew member is an employee of this cavern. So that was the whole reason that they let us. Oh wow! So, so that's that's true. Every cast member in this film is actually every cast member, every crew member is an employee of this cavern. That's amazing. Um, and I was worried about it, uh, but it it all worked out in the end um, because these guys we we kind of entertain people every single day, hundreds of people on these, on these tours. Uh, you know, we tell jokes, we just entertain people throughout, throughout the tour and it's kind of acting in a way. So they, they kind of use that, uh, incorporated it into, uh, their acting. So it worked out in the end. I think they, they did a pretty good job and now they're, they're up for best actor and best actress here at Fantastic Horror Film Festival. So. Now the ones that you're, ones are up for it. Was this their first time acting? First time. Yeah. All of them. No shit. Yeah. What was your budget goal for your film? Yeah, I. this was my first film, so I had no idea how much this was going to cost. Thankfully, the location was free, and I I couldn't really pay the actors. I paid them with pizza or burgers or chicken or whatever that they got paid hey, with food, but food. not actual money. Uh, but I, I fed them every night. Uh, we did 23 nights of filming. Wow. Yeah. Um, so fed them every time, and besides that, I had to buy all, um, you know, the equipment, the props, the makeup, um, the equipment, the camera, because, I mean, I'm new to this, so I had to get a camera, all, just all that stuff, so it, it came out to almost five, five grand to make this, and then another five grand to put it into festivals and travel to go, to go to them, so. Well, to finish this up, I'm going to ask you one question. Besides this festival, where else has it played? <laughs> uh, so far, we're, and the reception of it, how'd it go? So far, we're uh, we have been into nineteen festivals in thirteen states. No shit. Uh, 
<clears throat> and it's 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 gone much further further than I ever thought that it would. Uh, every single screening, there's there's such a great reaction. People are just screaming and then laughing because it is it is sort of a horror comedy. So there's people laughing throughout the whole movie. And, and well, key factor. See, a smart filmmaker making a film. You cannot go into making a serious film if you ain't got the budget right. or the talent. Well, not so much talent. I guess it is, but it's mostly the budget. Because if you try to go serious, it looks corny as hell. Right. But when you can make a movie, like you said, into a comedy, mm-hmm. it kind of makes an excuse. Yeah. I, I, not being ignorant, but it, there, there's a way that you can make it funny. And you said it. People laughed. Now, I, I got to say this. Just hearing your story right now, I am totally impressed. You made a film. It's everyone's baby. Every film is someone's baby. Oh, yeah. And you want to start it and finish it. And to be able to pull off what you did and thinking, well, okay, I'm going to gamble here. I'm going to get people that I work with that might not know how to act, but we don't know, so let's try this. Yep. And you pulled it off. Now, I'm anxious to really see it. We're going to watch it tomorrow morning with you. I'm really anxious to check this out. And then, of course, we're going to do a review down the road Sweet. when I get back east. Yes. Um, you know, it's going to be on all the formats. This year will be too on iTunes, Stitcher, any format, Spotify. You can catch it there. And we'll let you know when it's up. We're going to do some audio clips here at the festival. But I do want to thank you for stepping in and, and sitting down with us. And uh, we can continue on having a great time here. But I'm really, really, really proud of you. Um, thank for, you. For being your first film like that and being able to get the, you know, uh, the reception that you got. Now, I must say this to you. Knowing that you pulled this off with a non, how to say this, they're actors now, okay? Yeah. But now that you know that you pulled it off on a, a gamble, mm-hmm. so now in your next film, you have a better idea. This is a learning stone for you. Absolutely. It's either going to be a hit or a miss, yeah. but you just gambled and you won. So that has to give you some encouragement thinking, fuck, if I pulled it off on this, do you imagine if I actually had the budget? So yeah, you have to be really excited about that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I know my next film's going to be better because I had no idea what I was doing when I was making this film. I was learning as I was going. And that's the way to do it. So I know the next one's going to be better. And if I have some money behind it, heck yes, it's going to be better. So, What was that full feature film back in a couple years ago? It was a bigger budget that was in the caves. What was that called? Do you remember? The Descent? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I watched both of them and I was so intrigued. Now, I haven't seen Beneath. I haven't seen Beneath. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the same thing or nothing. But to be able to have it in the caverns like that yeah. and being it's, in pitch black, and you've seen that green. It's very, very difficult. Uh, every single cast member uh, got hurt at least once. It was, it was definitely a challenge. Everybody got their... You know, got their heads hit from the ceiling. We went crashing into any. walls, falling on the ground and... I mean, it, it was definitely a challenge. And then you said light, lighting. That was that was definitely a challenge because how do you light a cave? But like, not having the proper lights in the caves makes it more spookier, more yeah. more found footage type that you cannot recover if you have lights. Right. So I'm really anxious to see this tomorrow. Me and Little Grow are. And again, yep. I want to thank you for sitting down with us. And uh, you just keep up the great work. I'm anxious to see it. Thank you. Hello, everyone. We are at the Fantastic Horror Film Festival with J.J. Perez. We just watched his screening of Beneath. Um, the interview that you heard yesterday, we are talking about it as far as his fellow co-workers doing this film. And they weren't actors, but uh, we watched it and uh, had a good showing. And I'm um, quite impressed with it. 
I found um, that movie pretty great, as in uh, recording-wise. I think it was shot very well. Now, as far as the creature in the film, basically the storyline is there's a um, some cult leaders back in 63... What was it, JJ? 63? 66. 66, yeah. So what happened was is it starts off with a movie where they were um, sacrificing this young kid um, in this cavern of where JJ works. Uh, if you listen to the first part of it. So what happens is, as a gag, a bunch of friends that work at this cavern decided to have a Halloween party and to try and dismiss the, the so-called the legend, they woken up, is it Arkin? Arkin, yes. And Arkin was a like a Slender Man type character, which I thought it was pretty cool because... Did you not say that this was actually, you started filming this, and in the middle of the filming, the trailer came out for the actual Slenderman movie? Yes, yeah, so uh, I wanted to make a Slenderman-esque type of character, because um, there had never been a Slenderman movie. And then, of course, in the middle of filming, the trailer to the Slenderman movie comes out, and we're like, damn, well, of course. <laughs> but what we talked about yesterday, I mean, I'm, I've watched easily over maybe 5,000 movies in 10 years of reviewing his gruesome Herzog and I've seen all types of low budget films, no budget films but what I find like we talked about yesterday and I'll keep repeating myself is what I find amazing is how you wrote the parts for their, your, your co-workers to fit their personalities yes uh, so because I couldn't get actors, because they had to be employees in order for us to film, I wanted them to be more comfortable playing these parts, so I decided, hey, well, I'm just going to write it specifically for the people that I want. So, in a way, they kind of play themselves, but more of like a parody of themselves. It's kind of them, but times ten, maybe. Kevin Vincent, you can tell. Now, is that actually the way he is? And you said, you said ten times. He seems... Yeah, so... Okay, so... Him... So that that character is very, like, douchebaggy. Like, very... He's an ass. Yeah. Uh, we all have one. So then. his real name is Neil. Uh, and Neil is, is not an ass. He's, right. he's a very nice guy. But he kind of has that look. Like, just, just the look of him. So I decided, hey, all right, so I'm going to make him the douche. I think he can pull off a backwards hat and, like, a, <laughs> uh, uh, like you know, short, uh, like, like gym shorts, like, douchebag type, type guy. So Again, what I find is how, because they all work together, you already have the chemistry already started. Yes. When you cast a film and you have a bunch of actors coming from California or Chicago or Pennsylvania, you have to be able to have them be able to mend together and have the chemistry. It happened here is because you guys know each other. Yes, and we know each other The chemistry was well easy to do. Yes. Um, I liked how how dark it was. Like in the cave, you guys, I wouldn't say barely lit it, but it was lit enough to the point where it was spooky and it was enough so you can see what's happening. Yeah, uh, well thank you. Um, it was difficult lighting the thing. Um, it, it's a cave, so how do you light a cave? It's supposed to be dark. Uh, another thing is there's no, there was no power in that part of the caves, no electricity. So what the heck do we do? You can't have a generator down there because you can't have gas going in a small space like that. And it also uh, damages the formations and the, the sounds cave, and the sounds and all that stuff. So I had to, um, I, I bought this um, $400 camping battery and 
it had one outlet on it, and we just plugged one studio light, put some blue gels on it, and uh, try to match the flashlight light that the characters had, and that's all we worked with was one single studio light. Now, so. you mentioned about the lights. Now, um, I don't see a problem with the lighting at all. I mean, if you're in a cave like that, mm -hmm. you have to make it look real. Right. Understandably... We have an Indian Echo Caverns up up in my way in Pennsylvania, so right. where you can go in. It's the same place that you're at. I mean, if you make it, it has to be well-lighted for insurance reasons for uh, customers to come in there. Yes. But when you're shooting a film like this, it has to be exactly how you have it. This is the area that was never been, in, been at before. So if it's well-lighted, why would nobody ever go into that area? So exactly. I think that's clever with the lighting of this film. Thank now, you. again, I've watched many, many films, and this. what's nice about it is I we heard the backstory, which they haven't, not until we posted, but we heard the backstory, and being able to do, to sit and watch it, it makes sense. I mean, I, just, by the way you were talking yesterday, I was like, wow, I need to see this. <laughs> but after watching it, I'm thinking, damn, this kid pulled this off. JJ, you pulled it off. I mean, it just the security guard. Yeah. Is he actually is he a security guard for the company that you work for, or is he just like a regular employee? He was a regular employee. We don't actually have a security guard at the at, at the cave, but I wanted to have like a goofy character that wasn't very good at his job, and and uh, Bradford is is kind of a goofy guy, not to that extent, but he's uh, he he definitely. Um, played his part very well and he actually had a little bit of acting experience uh he actually did a bunch of Lay's commercials in the 70s so, oh really so yeah that's he had a little bit of acting he's done a ton of plays too so now how about the boss the boss was our boss yes in the movie <laughs> uh so whenever i actually uh you know went up to her he's like hey i have this script that i wrote and i really want to make a film here if you want to check it out if you want to read it you know let me know i, I would really love to make this and then i was like you know, there's a part in this for you if you want. <laughs> if you say yes, I have a little part for you. So, uh, yeah, Robbery. I gave her a Robbery yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> so she she was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I am I definitely want to do this. So um, I, I did give her a little part in it, and she plays she plays the manager of the company. And it wasn't hard for her because she is the boss. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, the chemistry that you've built on this, it was pretty, I mean, not everybody can act, but... Right you worked them to their abilities and to their personalities and made it mm -hmm. ten times the fold like you mentioned. Yes. I mean, I really, really enjoyed this one. I really did. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have you guys, have you guys ever explored that part in the cave before or was that your first time? Oh, no. We, we know we know up and down. Uh, we know the cave up and down. I mean, it's, we, we go through there all the time. Um, so that, that part of the cave uh, in the movie is the restricted area of the cave. But in reality, there, 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 um, there's tours that go through that. Uh, we call it our intermediate tour because there's no power in that part of the cave. So we have to give everybody a flashlight. But it's an actual trail that people can do. So we know it very well. Um, if you know the cave, when you watch the movie, the scenes don't make sense because it jumps everywhere. But as a normal person that doesn't know the cave... Uh, I made it look like it's deep into the cavern. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Miles into the cave or whatever, and they're lost. Now, so, when you first started there, did, did anybody ever get lost in that cave who just started there? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Whenever uh, we have new employees, sometimes when they're on that tour specifically that we filmed on, uh, they, they do get turned around sometimes. Um, I never did. 
because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always like to pay attention to my surroundings and know where I'm going. Right. So. And the killer. The, the, the guy who played the monster actually played a human role in the movie as well. He played the character of Derek, which is... Oh, okay. Yeah, the, ma- okay. the maintenance guy. So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he played, he played two parts in that. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of funny how Derek overheard the conversation. And you would think, I mean, it's a movie, so you, obviously you can't, you can't make the kids realize that he heard the conversation. Yeah. But it was, it's like the boss says, you want a promotion? You know, do this. And, <laughs> and you know that, obviously, the ending of the film, um, I thought was clever. Because you turned it to where he thinks that he's seeing... And it was actually the security guard, but yes, amazing. I mean, I'm just blown away about an actor myself. But it was just perfectly done. I mean, you said to me when you after we seen it, you walked, you walked outside, and you said to me that it looked grainy. Grainy made that movie more impressive. Oh, thank you. Because uh, it's a cave. Yeah. I mean, I like that grainy feel in some films because it gives it that rugged. But I didn't see it myself. I mean, I've seen tons of films. I didn't recognize it. What I was more focused on is the scenery, the background, the mm-hmm. storyline, the characters. How's he going to pull this off? And then it just led one step, one step, one step. And I'm just totally blown away by it. I really am. I appreciate that. Thank you. I look at films a little bit differently only because I'm in the business. So a normal person, like we talked about, well, I don't know if I did or not, but a normal person who has never even set foot on the stage, on stage or never set foot on a, on a scene, uh, you know, in a movie, how it's being filmed, will have no idea how much blood, sweat, and tears it makes to make a film. Oh, yeah. We, no, it's... We had literal blood, sweat, and tears in this film. And uh, during filming, I um, didn't know, but I made somebody cry not not like fake crying somebody actually cried uh because uh they they got a fake blood in their eye and didn't say anything so the entire time we're trying to shoot this scene they just didn't say anything and just took it like a champ but after taking some prosthetics off there was just tears all under it and i was like why didn't you say anything but they, they were just being awesome sports and trying to act the best they could um as far as you know the blood we actually did get you know, cuts and bruises and possible concussions making this movie. So actual blood, sweat, and tears. The sweat part, it's hot in the cave. People think the caves are cold. Not in Texas, they're not. So <laughs> we're always um, always sweaty down there. Now, real quickly before we let you go, there's in the beginning of the movie, there's a, the, the gentleman that was the leader. Mm-hmm. Who's he know? So he, uh, his name is John Parnell, and... Um, he does. She does work at the cavern. He's a tour guide there. Does it every day. Uh, but he has this certain deep voice. Yep. And that is his voice. So I was like, this guy looks perfect. And he has like this long, like uh, salt and pepper hair, and it just looked perfect for a cult leader. And with the voice, and it it, it uh, threw it. <laughs> yeah. it. He threw it. Now I did notice. Now the, the guy in the middle. Uh, he's actually one of our managers. He's another another manager at the cave, um, and uh, you know he he doesn't he doesn't have a big big part in the beginning, but right. it's it's actually a very important character. And when you watch the movie, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. find out you'll find out at the end why he's important. Um, but uh, he's he's still at the cave as well. 
I'm just, I'm just amazed. Um, I can go on and on. Um, yeah. Just about how you talked yesterday when we talked and when we seen it. It's like you, people. I mean, for a filmmaker, for film watchers out there that doesn't really watch too much of independent films, a lot of people go to Netflix. You know, they get their movies, or they'll go to the Red Box. I mean, not all Red Box films are big budget. There's some independent films mm-hmm. there as well. But to see, for you guys to see this film, you definitely got to see it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be out there somewhere. I mean, it's on, um, where's it at right now? So right now it is not available yet because some film festivals uh, don't allow it to be out to the public. If they are, you're disqualified. So because of that, we're not putting it out just yet. But we're getting close. We're getting close to the end of the festival run. Uh, right now we're in 19 festivals in 13 states so That's far. Nice. It's it's incredible. But um, we're, we're getting to the bottom of the barrel at this point. Um, we're anticipating a blu-ray itunes amazon whatever vod release uh sometime in spring spring 2020 but for now you can follow the movie on facebook and instagram it's at beneath cave film and uh you can um you can check out the trailer check out where it's playing at the moment see if it's playing any anywhere close by and just follow it and we'll we'll definitely put put it on there whenever it's uh, ready to be released when all it's right. coming out all that stuff Alright, so there was one more question I had. Um, while watching the movie, I noticed that uh, they went into this cathedral-like area of the cave, mm-hmm. and there was stairs, and I think there was two sand-like boxes. Yes. So those are actually in the cave. We Those are not added set pieces that we built. Uh, so uh, apparently, back in the late 60s and early 70s, there used to be uh, Freemason meetings in that room so it's it uh, those two rectangular pits that are in just there they originally didn't have sand in them i don't know what i guess it was just the cave floor on the bottom of them but around these two rectangular pits are are three platforms one's a really tall one and then there's two small ones and they all completely surround these two rectangular pits so it looks extremely culty uh, we have no idea what was going on in there but um it looks very sacrificial uh, we're not saying that it's actual sacrificial but uh it's it's definitely where i got the inspiration to do like this cult uh cult thing um or the cult aspect added to the movie so uh i just thought it'd be perfect to use that and use it as the opening scene so the, the 1966 uh opening scene that you see uh that's when the cave was actually opened to the public so i decided to use that year and that's whenever apparently the freemason meetings were going on so it is loosely very loosely inspired by true events all right well thanks a lot for coming coming here again uh, i just wanted to have a sit down and have like a QA with it was um again an impressive film thank you thank you for having me this this is this is awesome thank you no problem